Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's Rhonda with 24 Carat. This week, we were on the other side of the microphone being interviewed by Tony Julian from Tony Talks podcast. Her podcast includes stuff about nutrition, fitness, spirituality, improving how you look, how you feel, and how you show up in the world. She asked us to speak about the mindset, and how we can shift our mindset in the midst of our circumstances. So we know you'll enjoy this episode. Go check it out and sparkle on. Welcome to Tony Talks Humanity Matters. Today we have two amazing women, Phyllis Mantelli and Rhonda Velez, and they are the host of 24 Karat Conversations as well as really good longtime friends. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to chat with you. Last time we chatted, we were you were we were interviewing you. Exactly. <laughs> the tables have turned. I know. They yeah, have all. <laughs> I thought I'd get back at you now, put you in the hot seat. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little bit incestuous, but I like it. I mean <laughs> So we, we are building on on all the goodness that you are both doing in this world, and, and I absolutely love that. And today, um, we're going to talk about the topic of mindset, especially in these times right now. It is, what, November 5th. Everybody is on pins and needles about the election very close, not sure how it's going to turn out, but there's been so much just, I think, political polarization. There's the pandemic and we're entering into cooler climates and expectations for things to get more challenging as time goes by. There's economic issues. I'm just going to dive right into it. Suicides on the increase. I have friends who've lost their children to suicide and drug overdoses. So, there's also a lot of positivity in the world. And so what I wanted to do is talk with you today because of your podcast, 24 Karat Conversations. I know you have your finger on the pulse of people around you and in the community. And so I would love to hear from you, first of all, if you could each, Phyllis, let's start with you. And then Rhonda, we can go with you. Start with what brought you to to this podcast? What kind of adversity, what, kind, what was in your heart that led you led you to your podcast development, first of all? Mm, that's a great question. So, um, well, first of all, I kind of want to go back to like what you were saying at the beginning is there is a lot of, um, uncertainty and a lot of strife going on in the world. And I don't think that, um, although we want to have a positive mindset, like I also want to acknowledge that, that that is something that is very real and people need to absolutely feel what they feel and not try to like roller coaster over that and and not um and try to ignore it because I think it's super important to know that your feelings are valid. We're all feeling that and um and also for people to be on the lookout for other people that are feeling those feelings. And so going back to the podcast, it was something that um I had written my first book and I was going to do a podcast um, of the mother-daughter wound. 
and really um, set a trail of that. And I was talking to Rhonda about, you know, I just, I know what I want it to be about. I want it to be something where it's really supporting women and helping women through these issues. And she said, you know, oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing only, you know, in a different perspective. And the great thing about Rhonda and I is that we have two different mindsets uh, that the, but the moralistic ground comes together and the friendship comes together and the bonding comes together. So Rhonda is, um, she's my intelligence queen. (laughs) She's very organized. She's very, um, she, she's very thoughtful. And I'm like the loopy, like creative that's like, bouncing off walls like let's start this okay and then now let's start that and let's and I can't um hone things in and so Rhonda's really good with organization and I'm really good with creative and together it was pure gold so um we were able to say let's just do this together because we wanted to talk about women's subjects of all kinds Um, things that we're feeling in the world and things that we think other women are feeling in the world. And then also things that are of our expertise and not of our expertise. We could bring in guests to come and talk about the things that we're curious about, but we don't really know about. So that's kind of what happened. That was my mindset on it, Ron. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of funny because Phyllis had just come over for coffee one day and we were in the hallway of my, my uh, foyer. And I was just like, you know, let's just do it together. And I think, you know, when we were trying to draft the name, I, uh, Phyllis and I both share a similar grief journey. We both lost children, um, to early infant death. And so during my season, Job 2310 was my absolute to go to verse for, it said, for when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. And so we started to think about like, what does that really mean? Like what is emerging as pure gold mean? And, um, just to kind of tell you, emerge means to move out of the way from something and come into view. And I think a lot of times with our mindset, we have to step back in order to look forward, you know? And so, uh, 24 karat kind of came out of that, uh, initially, and somebody told me, well, you know, carrot is spelled with a K. And I said, no, it's spelled with a C um, because C encompasses jewels and gems. And through the process and pressing of, you know, jewels and gold and gems, everything has to be pressed or refined. And so that's kind of how the name came up. And we just, you know, want to inspire and encourage other women to, to live, you know, fully and go through the journey. You know, I think it's really hard because we want to not, acknowledge like our past, but we have to in order to move forward. Right. And there's a big difference um, between people being stuck in their past and being mired in their adversity, Mm -hmm. right? And the challenges and and to be wounded and, and have that pain and that suffering and living in that. And that difference between emerging and also moving through it through that mm-hmm. adversity with grace, it will always be a part of us. And mm-hmm. you both know, and I've said this before, I'm so sorry for your losses in the past. They do make us who we are. We would not be the strong women that we are without those things happening to us. And I share in not that particular situation, but um, but I know, Phyllis, you, you've you written a book called Unmothered, mm-hmm. which by the way, I just bought on Amazon. I just... <laughs> I, 
I couldn't wait. I was so glad for this this today as this reminder of my my commitment and my wanting to do that. Um, but being unmothered, and we have share very similar situations in that. And so I think that just as humans, what I love is just this collective spirit of of everyone who really who really wants to bond together to help elevate humanity i think it's mm-hmm. so important and to and to also just to like you said not not stick our heads in the sand not walking with rose colored glasses it's not it's not that it's acknowledging people's feelings and and i think that's something that comes from our childhood too phyllis which is my feelings were never acknowledged that's a great point and that Something that our life coach has taught us is that a lot of times you're told not to feel your feelings. And so for the longest time, when I was a little girl, I, I'm very emotional. Um, although Rhonda would say I never cry. <laughs> I'm always crying. I, and she's never I, crying. I, know, I, I don't <laughs> cry on the outside as much, but like I, I have a huge empathetic um, personality. And so I actually feel other people's emotions. And so I have to like sometimes kind of hone that in so that I'm not like, you know, blind all over the place. But um, I think when you have been taught as a child not to feel anything, you learn how to diffuse situations where I think sometimes you need to let those situations play out. And um, something I always tell people that are wanting to go out and talk about their personal testimonies, like in a speech or something in a talk, I, I let them know, I have to coach them first and say, have you walked all the way through it? Because if you don't know the ending of why something, why you're feeling the way you're feeling and what happened back, like Rhonda said, you have to go back in order to move forward. You don't want to stay stuck blaming in the past and things like that, but you definitely have to find out where those feelings came from, how you adjusted through it, what was the resolve of it and how you can um, place it in the right place. So like, for instance, with us losing children, like that's a wound that's never going to be closed. Like we're all going to feel the pain from that, but we're able to talk about that. If we were here just like falling apart, that's not the same as like telling a talk where you get a little teary eyed because it's emotional and you should show emotion. But if you're hysterical and you can't really talk about those wounds that really hurt you, you haven't been helped through those wounds. You haven't healed through those wounds. And so you have to be really careful about, um, you know, finding a place where those wounds can be healed and can be tended to and really being kind to yourself of, uh, saying it's okay. Like I have to go back to my little girl and say, um, you know what the little eight-year-old in me, I can hold her and say, darn it. Like that was not fair. What was done to you as a child but you know what? The adult Phyllis can hold you. I can um, just let you know, like right now I'm with you and it's okay. And that kind of like tends to your heart a little bit. Like you have to acknowledge that little girl or that little boy to let them know that that was not fair, that they were not allowed to feel that emotion. You certainly can feel that emotion and you should in order to understand as an adult, like, what, what are your emotions? What do you feel when something happens? Cause that is when problems happen is when you just say, it's fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I don't need to feel it. That's not dealing with like what your true heart 
needs to say. So I'm all about um, really diving into that childlike quality, those things that have happened to you. Like you say, Tony, stuff that happened to you as a child, you know, you have to acknowledge that and be able to speak that as an adult. Hey, to say that was not right what my parents did, or that was not right when that person hurt me. Really walk through that. Give yourself time to walk through that and tend to that. In fact, that is a technique that I learned not that long ago of, and I've always heard about the inner child and all this Freudian mm-hmm. stuff, right? But but truly for your spirit to say, mm-hmm. okay, as an adult, the adult Tony is going to hold the child Tony that was hurt. But before mm-hmm. the hurt, my little four-year-old Tony is to hold Tony and is Tony beautiful? Tony is a delight. Tony is beaming. Yeah. Tony is this beautiful little child who was frankly squashed. And so yeah. I go back to this Tony and I think, okay, I'm not my mom, but the adult Tony is now going to nurture the child Absolutely. Tony. Yeah. And when I say that, my whole body is vibrating right now. It has mm-hmm. goosebumps. Like, and, and, mm-hmm. and it is, it has been probably the greatest technique in self-care. And when I tend to, you know, we all get busy and we, none of us take care of ourselves to the level that, that we should. And I'm, I'm a health and nutrition expert, right? <laughs> and I, I know if I have problems with it, everybody has problems with it. But for me, that, that is my technique and my reminders. I go back to, in fact, what I did is I took a picture of when I was about three years old and I'm holding my mother's hand and I had the cheesiest smile on my oh. face and I am beaming as before I became shy, before I became squashed. And I, it's on my other desk, but I look at it every day. It's right by my computer to remind me of the true joy in the spirit and that little godlike yeah. child that's in me. That's my big one. Rhonda, do you have... Things that you've done, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, you know, Phyllis and I did grow up in very different environments and hers was, you know, what you would say like toxic and mine was seemed a little bit more normal, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that normal doesn't come with dysfunction because Mm -hmm. you can do everything right but there's still dysfunction that happens and it may not even come from your home. It might come from a teacher who told you you couldn't do enough. And then you go back to that space every time trauma happens, you know, and I like to say character, character refined is mission defined. So, you know, that means that, you know, we've got to figure out who our character is so that we can actually step into our, our mission and our purpose. And so if we're keep living back where we were and we keep going back to that trauma space every single time, something comes up, we're not actually able to live out our mission. We're just going to keep spinning and keep doing the same thing over and over. And, you know, refinement is a process. Mindset is a process. Like, it's not like you wake up one day and go, okay, I'm going to be happy every day now and just wake up and do that. It's not, you're going to have ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And I think, you know, you, you're both right in the way that we have to remember, like, okay, that's, that person that I was, and this is who I am now. And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that it doesn't matter what environment you came from. Um, trauma is trauma, whether it's big or little trauma. And it, it, it does affect us on so many different levels. It affects everything from relationships to our job to, you know, our home life, everything. So I think, yeah, I think we need to just give ourselves grace sometimes and say like, it's okay that I made a mistake. You know, I, I'm supposed to have a positive mindset, but today I was really negative. It's okay, you can start over tomorrow. 
Absolutely. So given all that, what are, who are your, who is your audience on 24 Carat? What kind of people do you, do you kind of have your pulse on? Who are you connected with? And, and what are you seeing right now? What are the trends? What are the types of situations that people are struggling with? Relationship issues right now are really big. I think, you know, we're not able to connect and connection is such a big part of who we are as people that, you know, people are having a hard time and there's so much, there's so much conflict in the world right now, you know, and so many opinions. And, um, I said, I think it was in March that when we did a podcast, I said, grace, like that kept coming up, like, let's just have grace for one another because, you know, we, we want to have grace when we've made a mistake or when we've, you know, formed an opinion. And so grace is like a theme for me that I try and remember constantly. But I mean, our audience, we have everything from, I don't know, teenage girls all the way up to. Yeah. Well, I think we have, we, I think I was the first thing that I thought of was the 30 year olds that Mm -hmm. We have a lot of young moms that really listen to our podcast, mostly because Rhonda and I have already gone through the childhood thing. And now, you know, now I'm going into the grandmother thing. And so I notice that um, a lot of times the comments are coming from the young moms. Mm-hmm. They're thankful for us bringing up subjects that they're thinking about now, but they're not quite there yet. And um, or they may be feeling something where we, then we do a subject on it and they say, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about like, am I the only one feeling that? And so, you know, and then we've done, we've done uh, in the early times, we did a podcast on menopause. That was fun. That's always a fun one. <laughs> and, oh, I need to um, listen to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that one, a lot of women are like, yes, like all the women. <laughs> And now we've incorporated generational conversations, which happen once mm-hmm. about once a month. We put them on and um, Phyllis's daughter, who's in her mid twenties and my daughter, who's in her earlier twenties, they come on and just kind of share their perspective as being women and in life. And it, it's been, I'm not going to lie. They get really good ratings. I'm like, kind of jealous. <laughs> um, I think we're doing okay without them. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. It's just a different, it's a dim- different demographic. It's a different demographic, yeah. And so it is good. It's good for people to hear, um, you know, from a mother-daughter relationship to be able to say mm-hmm. like, we did, actually we did one. Do you remember, Phyllis, the one we did where we let our daughters say what we did wrong? <laughs> and, and wow, so that's great. great. It was live. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, we're going to take accountability for what we didn't do right. And it, you know, it just made the other mothers feel like, like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so normal. We're normal. Right? And, uh, and it was like what you said earlier is, you know, Rhonda grew up with a beautiful family, but there's no such thing as a perfect family and mm-hmm. trying to show. And, and I think it, it says something when um, both our daughters are willing to come on and talk honestly about relationships between us as mother and daughters, and then other things that they're going through too, that, um, we have that kind of relationship with them now at this age. So even though we did a lot of things wrong and listen, coming from a dysfunctional family, I don't know what a mom was supposed to do. So I did a lot, you know, my girls will call me out on it. They're like, when you did this and I was like, sorry, I didn't know. And so I'm big enough to say, you know what? I, I messed up on that. I'll call myself out on that because I want the communication between my girls and I to be honest. I don't need it to be perfect. 
I don't have to bow down to whatever I want to do just because I'm the mom. That's not the kind of relationship we have. And so it says a lot, I think, to have our daughters come on and be um, comfortable enough to say, yeah, my mom kind of messed up in this area. However, like we love her because. And, you know, that's really like as moms and being on having a the on doing a podcast with Rhonda, it's really nice to show women that you may be going through the teenage years or the little toddler years right now where you are so stressed out and you just think this is never going to work. I'm never going to be able to be a good mom. And they can come on our podcast and listen in and go, huh, okay, yeah, they made it through. Because we did talk about the teen years, no joke. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, I'm tapped out, bye. I don't want to be a mom anymore. Those, those kids are crazy. And it is super hard. And then I've talked to other moms where they're like, oh, no, my kid is great. Like, I've never had, and I'm like, oh, man, like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> You know, so every kid is different. It's not like automatic that they're going to be these crazy teens or whatever, but um, it's just a, it's just something where we're telling them like, Hey, we made it through our girls are in their twenties. I have a 30 year old too now. And so it's like, we're good. Now we can be friends with our girls. Can't be friends with your girls when they're teens or mommy. And then after that, it's like, you can take a step back and just be an advisor. You don't have to mother them anymore. And we wanted to show that other aspect to show that we've raised these girls. Um, we didn't do it perfectly, but you know, we all came out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, they still want to talk to us. <laughs> well, I think, I think that's the beauty of it, Phyllis. And, and I think that it's, it's when that parent takes that responsibility for their behavior in that relationship that it allows that child to heal like oh and it gets it gives them like you know what my parents aren't perfect they're people and I think children don't really see that until they're way like probably 20s mid 20s like yeah they're they're people and that's the one thing I wish my mother would do with just an an ounce of responsibility yeah I would have been so forgiving I would have been able to move on I really would because we don't do do it right like we screw it up (laughs) and you know a lot of times parents take their kids into their their past trauma so then their kids are living reliving like whatever trauma you had. And it's like, that's not fair either. Like they already have mm-hmm. enough of their stuff that they're going to have to go through in life that they're already had trauma, their own traumatic experiences. You don't need to drag them into the past that you had either. And so, you know, I think, um, you know, as parents, we really, I mean, if we're talking mindset, we really need to be clear-minded when we're, when we're dealing with our kids and going, what is, what am I doing when, when I, when I say this, when I do this, when I tell them like, you're just like your mother, you're just like your father, you know, what are you saying to those kids um, when you're saying things like that? Right. That's completely, that is just so not, not constructive. And I think the other side of that is if for people who are in a relationship, whether it's a spouse or significant other, whatever type of relationship it is in that family, is that those two, if there are two heads of household, that, that they are on the same page. And that's the one thing that I absolutely loved about my husband. We actually had a blended family. So imagine this, Mm -hmm. I had one daughter he had a daughter. They were both the same age. There were four when we met. He also had a younger son. And then 10 years later, we had one together. So it's a yeah. yours, mine, and ours. Yeah. So being on the same page and having the same mindset and the same values and being that the role model for those kids moving forward was just instrumental. And you know, given four, they were all over the place. We had mm-hmm. we had our share of 
that could be an entire <laughs> that could be a scary conversation. <laughs> I feel us going into therapy right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it but it was marvelous. I mean, it was it was an example of really, you know, us not really knowing how to blend a family, but we made it work through on the same page and we had the same intention, which brings me to a part of a mindset, which I think is so important, which is that we never really know what's going on with somebody when we're talking with them. We never really know, did they have a best friend that just committed suicide? Did they just Mm -hmm. go through something difficult? Did they lose their job? I I reached out to a a girlfriend last night. I had sent an an email for my business and I said, she responded and I said, hey, how are you? And she, it was this paragraph of, I lost this aunt and this uncle and this aunt and my brother uh, to the coronavirus. I'm like, wow, she's probably the one person I know that's lost multiple people. Wow. And it was just like, wow, you know, I, I wouldn't have known that had I not asked. I mean, sometimes it's just simply slowing down and asking and in our daily interactions with people is to have that, like Rhonda, what you were saying, have that grace with people Mm -hmm. and recognize number one, we are all going through this together right now. Everything that's going on in the United States and the world as far as pandemic, everything that's going on as far as, you know, financial situations and with, with people going through loss of some sort and all the civil unrest, like all these things that are going on, we are all absorbing that. And Phyllis, I'm like you, I, I am an empath. And so I, I feel and absorb all those things. And sometimes I just have to kind of shut it down, cut it off, yeah. not watch, not get on social media, not watch the new, whatever, right? I have right. to limit my exposure. But what are your thoughts around when you're just daily interactions with people. Like what can people do to, to have that grace, Rhonda? Let's ask you that. I'm laughing because Phyllis and I just got done doing two podcasts yesterday and this almost the same topic keeps mm-hmm. coming up. It's like, it's a story that we tell to ourselves on how people are or are acting towards us when we don't know their story. And so uh, that's what I just, it's just so funny that it would come up multiple times. <laughs> I think Is that a message for us? <laughs> it's a message. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, I think, you know, our, our guest was saying like, you know, really to ask how they're feeling. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. we shy away from, we don't want to know how people are feeling. Cause what does that mean? Um, and we don't need to do anything with those feelings except just be there with them, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of times, I think I put something on my social media the other day, do you fix it or solve it? Which one do you want to do? Well, you should do neither really. Like Mm -hmm. if they're not, they're not asking you for advice, maybe they just need a hug, you know? So I think with grace, it's just remembering like, where did that come from? Like if, if something was said or something was done, like, what is the deeper rooted issue to that rather than just automatically going to there are awful people they don't understand. You know, I think we just need to really be kind to one another. I do too. And, and, and I think the, this is just my, my gut and what I'm seeing with, with the people that I'm in touch with, I think fear is at the root cause of everything, all this divisiveness Mm -hmm. and fear that's placed into the minds of people out of, Oh, I just got a little notice that Zoom is giving us more time. Yay. Thank you, Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm noticing is is that it's fear that's dividing us and Mm -hmm. that if we plug into and listen to and give credence to negativity, 
that's in the world, we are buying into that fear. Okay, if this particular outcome, whether it's the election or something else happens, then that means this. And it could have nothing to do with that. It's just, it is just a mindset, somebody else's mindset that they want us to adopt for their own agenda. Okay, politics mm-hmm. aside, that's just a general statement. Right. What are your right. what are your thoughts on that, Phyllis? Do you have any? Well, I think there's triggers that people have when something's being said that takes them back. So like to piggyback on what Rhonda was saying when we're interviewing these ladies, um, they both were talking about how we write our own story. So if somebody looks at you wrong, instead of like, you don't know what's going on with them, but instead of just asking them, hey, you okay? Because you're looking a little strange. You automatically take it as, oh, they hate me. You know, they think this and it's because this, this and this and you just start writing this whole story around a look (laughs) has triggered something in you and that came from somewhere else. So we're not being honest with just saying, you know, my husband will come home sometimes and be very stressed out. And a lot of times I would take that as like, are you mad at me? And then I would get mad at him because I thought he was mad at me. And it had a big nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And he's like, what, are, wait, where is this coming from? And I'm like, why are you being so mean to me? Like, why are you? And then he's like, wait, what? I was mad at the dog. Like, you know, and so now I take, I take a breath. And so I, you know, let's find solutions. So it's like, you got to take a breath. You got to stop and say, is this about me right now? Are they really mad at me because of a look? Or are they thinking about something else? Because one of the stories we heard was this woman was writing this whole story about a look her daughter had given her and her daughter had just gotten bad news about a friend. So it had nothing to do with her mother. And so now it's the same thing. Like when, when my husband comes home or my kids come in and they just have that weird attitude, but it triggers something in you. And that really comes from your past. Like when that used to happen, I would react this way. They would react that way. And a big explosion would happen. It's like, take a collective breath and really ask the questions. Like, are you okay? If they don't want to talk about it, then it's on them. They don't want to talk about it. Still has nothing to do with you. If you are stressed out about something rather than take it out on somebody else, go take a walk, like sit down, breathe in. I keep, um, I'm like an essential oils girl. So Mm -hmm. like tangerine on my desk. And, um, this was taught to me by my life coach. And it's like every morning, you know, when I, when I'm doing my devotionals or, um, if I'm before I'm getting on a coaching call or something like that, I'll I'll rub a little tangerine in my palms and just kind of smell it in because that smell does something to my brain that makes my brain happy. So talking about mindset, like you can sit in your junk and you can get mad at a bunch of things, but it's like switching your mindset to something. So if I'm feeling in the mornings, I have a lot of stuff on my mind and, you know, being an empath, like a lot of, a lot of feelings are, and I, I need to slow those down because I can get wrapped up in all of that and be extremely over emotional. And so bringing yourself back to a place of center of saying like, let me just breathe in something that, you know, maybe for someone it's lavender, maybe for someone it's a candle. Um, I have a favorite lotion. that's like a blossom, you know, just whatever it is. Smells are really powerful, I think. And so just something where you take and breaths. I think people don't breathe when they're stressed. I know I, I didn't, it was like, yeah, we're not breathing. And Mm -hmm. so it's 
really it's about the breathing. It's like taking a deep breath for five, taking a deep breath out for five and really just like, okay, what am I feeling right now? Really getting in touch with like, why am I stressed out? What's going on? And keeping a little pen and pad next to you journaling and just saying like, this is really bothering me this morning or you know, mine are more prayer journals, you know, Lord, this is heavy on my heart. I want to pray for these people, protect my family, like give me. And then also it's not just what you want, but like saying, bring people in my life that I can bless today. Who is it that you want me to come in contact with that um, I can bring joy? I think when you start bringing in those things, when you learn those habits of like mind switching to a better place, it's not like you're going to be, you know, happy-go-lucky every day. Some days are very stressful, very upsetting, and there is no way around that. But there is a way to not spiral out of control. So even in those moments where you're just crying over a situation, you're so depressed, you can still go and journal things out and just be like, I am dying today. Like I am not having a good day and just write it out and get your feelings out. And if you do have a trusted friend that, you know, is not going to share with the world, then you can call them and say, you know, I'm really hurting right now. And I just, you know, want to, I just want to like throw up my feelings at you and they're going to take that in and they're going to, they're going to walk alongside you. And that really helps too. And I think identifying some people aren't as in touch with their feelings as, as others, and they may be feeling really out of sorts and they might not even know why or what the trigger was or what's happening. So I I do love the journaling idea too. um, And, and do that myself. And even sometimes, like I learned a long time ago, it's okay to not have the answers. It's, it's okay to not even be sure of what you're feeling, but you can acknowledge Hmm, I'm feeling unsettled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll figure out what that is. I'm going to give myself, be grateful to myself. Yeah. It does. And, and I do know my feelings. I'm pretty darn tuned in and I'm very quick-witted about, about them. <laughs> and, and a good communicator. So it's easy to vocalize, but some people are not good communicators. Mm-hmm. And, and it's harder for them, I think, to identify it if they're not as in touch with their feelings. Like my husband's more introverted, right? But you've, you've probably seen that with people too. Well, my husband used to be that way and he drank a lot now. Yeah. And I think having the tools, like you have to figure out what tools work for you. So like mm-hmm. for Phyllis, yeah, that tangerine oil is a tool that she uses. It, it might be different for someone else, but whatever it is, once you have those tools available and it's kind of funny because Phyllis and I are very, um, we're very similar, but very different. And so I'm a very goal oriented person. And one of the things I know. Phyllis makes fun of me because I I already have my 2021 goals all set. Um, um, But you know, I have a I have a um, business planner that actually it forces me to say what my goal for self care is for the week. And I have noticed that since I've been using that planner, that I am like I feel accountable. I feel accountable to make sure that I take that time out because I know that I can go from one meeting to the next meeting to to this to that. And then I don't have, then I'm depleted by the end of the day and I have nothing to give anybody. And so me me being able to say, this is a task for the day, like actually saying like a task is for me to take a bath or to take a long walk or whatever it may be. It's important to have, to learn what your tools are and what works for you. You know, I mean, we're emotional. So obviously, you know, we're going to like the oils and all of those kinds of things, but if you're not, then what works? 
Right, exactly. And I, I really do. And I think that whole thing about, you know, the self-care, one thing that I have have realized so much is that the more you can invest in yourself, the more that you can give. And mm-hmm. and I love what you were both saying about, about, you know, how can I bring people into my life where I can help spread joy. That that to me, that whole foundation of that thought process and the gratitude and the wanting to be of service. Is, you know, there's that C in the carrot. It's also Christ, you know, or for some people it is, for some people it's not. It could be some form of divinity or just maybe good vibes. People have all Mm -hmm. kinds of different um, feelings, but I, but I am definitely one um, that believes in, in that higher, higher divine power. And I believe that when it is a conscious effort, whether you are just saying, you know, I'm going to be incorporating more self-care or if, if it's, I'm just, I'm just going to be reaching out to other people, mm-hmm. whatever that is, those intentions, those thoughts and the collective thoughts around that, I believe together, I think that's why prayer is so powerful. Those yeah. collective thoughts, I believe that thoughts are things. I think they are matter. And I think that the more that, and, and I think that's what makes prayer powerful or when you get a group of people that have similar thoughts and thinkings, it it becomes a sort of reality. And I think yeah. it, it brings in more positivity for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I started Group Hug on Facebook mm-hmm. and it started out with that same premise. And now I'm really feeling like, wow, you know, these 424 people, every single one of them is being impacted and they're not just being impacted, mm. they're being empowered to contribute just like at 24 Carat yeah. to contribute to that that shift in mindset and feeling like we will get through this, we will have that confidence to get through this. Are we going to be the same? Like, do you want to be, the, let me ask you this. Do you want to be the same as you were at the end of last year? No. Or do you want to have grown? We're, we're not the same even now. We're definitely not the same. <laughs> we're definitely, I've learned so much. And I will tell you what, the podcast has kept us so accountable. Like, I feel like, mm. you know, I really think before I, you know, do something because I'm like, you know, I want to be an example and it's not always easy and I don't always do it perfect, you know, but we, you know, we want to be an example that we're, we're growing and we're learning and we make mistakes and all of that's okay. It is. It's beautiful being a human being, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think too, when you take the focus off of you, that's what I love about asking um, God the question of who can I, or who can come in my life that I can come alongside and partner with it takes a focus off of you and all the things that are going on in the world because we're still about serving others. Yeah. I think that's great. And I heard something the other day that just resonated with me. It, it's about serving others, but not so that it serves you. So serving right. others. So not, not to say, okay, I'm filling up my cup and it makes me feel yeah. good to do something for someone, but just to really do something for someone out of, out of goodness and to help them mm-hmm. and to do something for someone when, they re- they need it. They really need something. So why not? If you have the resources, go yeah. out of your way. I I met this man. I was going through a, a drive through car wash. It was a few months ago, and it was a homeless man. And he, I I went over to him to talk with him. He was laying on the ground, so I was very concerned about him. And he's laying there, and I and I looked over and I said, "Are are you all right? And how are you?" And he said, oh, you know, I just, I walked for two days. I'm so hungry. And he said to me, he said, I love oatmeal. I said, you love oatmeal. Just so happens I have a healthy oatmeal business. 
<laughs> it was such a God thing. And I said, I don't know if I have any, but I ran to my trunk and I happened to find a little grab and go cups. And I said, here, just take it into the market right there, put hot water in it. It'll make you feel amazing. And he's like, are, he looked at me, he said, are you an angel? <laughs> it was so cute. But an it angel just, on earth. <laughs> it was an angel on earth. But it was just one of these things. Like I didn't intend to go out and just say, I'm going to go help. But what Pete, we see opportunities all the time. Like mm-hmm. anybody that's listening, take it, think about somebody, reach out, especially during these socially isolating times right now, take the time to reach out, call, call somebody maybe you haven't talked to in a while that, that maybe you think maybe feels isolated right now. Mm -hmm. Just have that conversation, that human to human contact. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we are coming toward, we just have a few minutes left. Is there anything else you want to add to this already amazing conversation? Oh goodness. Uh, (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) You can go first. (laughs) I, I just think, yeah, the, the main thing is, um, you know, take care of yourself for sure. We're, we're in a very strange time right now. And I, um, and also, uh, so one thing you were saying about just reaching out, um, reach out to your neighbor. Mm -hmm. There's people in your neighborhood. We, we started like little food things. If we had extra food, we would take it to our neighbors and they would do the same. And then this last couple of weeks, um, we have a couple that has a daughter that started high school and she, the parents started working at their regular jobs. They aren't um, working from home anymore. And so they needed a ride for her after school. And I said, oh, we're, we're home most of the time and my daughter works for me. And so if I'm on a call or something, my daughter can help out. And so we started picking her up from school which has been a huge help for them. They're so grateful to me. It's like, that's easy. It's, it's so easy that I can do that. I work from home. I can adjust my schedule. So it's those little simple things. I think that we're, we think that, um, helping others has to be this grand gesture. And it's just like you, Tony, meeting that guy, just seeing a need, like fine, open your eyes and see a need because, it, you know, it really does do your heart good when you pour out to others. You don't do it for the specific reason of helping yourself, but it does make your heart feel more open. And to me, that's a great mindset to, to ex- expand your mind out to other than your problems. Helping others makes your heart feel good where you're just like, yeah, I'm in a sweet spot. And it's all, it's also relative people that have problems. You look at your own, you say, okay, well... <laughs> things could be worse. And Rhonda, what about you? What are your thoughts? Um, I think for me, it would be just to remember, you know, like I said, grace is my word. Mm -hmm. And just remember that we're all in progress. And so, you know, to be kind to yourself first, and then you can be kind to others. So, you know, just the grace and kindness to be kind and generous to each other. I love that. And I think we're going to need, need that word to get us through yet another year. (laughs) Okay. So how can people reach the two of you and find you where your podcast, or do you have a website? Why don't you share how, how my listeners can connect with you? Well, I have a website. It's phyllismantelli.com and you can find everything on there, the podcast connection, my book, I have blogs. Um, I have courses on there for, I'm a a certified writing coach and personal testimony coach. 
So um, if you're interested in writing your memoir, I'm available for that. And I also do some life coaching on the mother-daughter wound. So all of that's on phyllismantelli.com. And fill us with one L just to be clear. One L, yes. And I will put the link on on (laughs) my website as well. And Rhonda? So you can find me at rondavelez.com and um, you can kind of learn a little bit about what we do. Um, We do have a nonprofit that helps parents who've lost children to neonatal and early infant death. And I do some grief coaching and grief counseling. So if you're in need of that and um, I'm available for those kinds of things. And then I'm on Reality of Life 02 on Instagram. And for 24 Karat Conversations, you can go onto our Facebook page, 24 Karat Carrot Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda. And then we also have our Instagram, which is 24 Carrot Conversations. And that's Carrot with a C. Carrot with a C. And gee, you too just really need to do a little bit more with your life, you know? I know. We're <laughs> super boring. Of course. <laughs> just, just underachievers too, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, that's wonderful. We, we just want to keep learning more and more. So... <laughs> I know that is that is the beauty of being a human on this earth is that we get this opportunity to to learn so much through all of our experiences and and the smart people learn through the experiences of others as yeah. well not just their own experiences so well thank you so much thank both you. of you it's always a joy to connect I'm sure we will again and thank yeah. you to all of our listeners and tune in next time to Tony Talks Humanity Matters feel free to check out a lot of good information on my website and also on Phyllis's and Rhonda. I will post those links here. Have a wonderful day. Keep positive, a realistic positivity, (laughs) healthy positivity. All right. Thank you both so, so much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.